Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is Gabe Ramirez. Happy hump day, everybody. Today's my nephew's birthday. Shout out to Antonio Ramirez. <clears throat> How old's Antonio returning today? 16. Wow. I know. I think he's out at dinner. I should probably call his ass. Yeah. I mean, he he made my dad take him out. Did he really? Dude, my dad calls me. He's like, hey, what are you doing Wednesday? Uh, that's how my dad talks. What are you doing Wednesday? Uh, and I was like, uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm taking Antonio. I guess I'm taking Antonio out. He told me I was taking him out for dinner, so I just wanted to see if you're available. I go, my sister works, so, you know, I take the kid out. Just uh, your dad and him out then? I'm sure my mom is with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm where sure, uh, sure where, where, where do you think they're taking them? Oh, some steakhouse. Yeah. My my, my nephew has bougie taste. Mm. And and he knows that my dad got deep pockets, so he's mm. like. <laughs> Trying to hit him up, <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Let's go to, let's go to Maple and Ash. Come on. So then, oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Then he, then he texts me, or actually calls me, and he's like, hey, Theo, 
gonna come out to dinner and I, oh my God, this is how cute 16 year olds are, how they have zero idea about work. And he goes, check this out. Let me find this. For yeah. This just giving you a hard time about having a job and stuff. Oh, dude. I go, he goes, uh, I go, I have to work six to nine. So I was seeing what you're doing after school because he goes to OPRF, plays on the football team there. Oh, nice. Defensive lineman. He has some, he got some tips with Corey Wood and yeah. Anthony Heron. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. And then I go, uh, I go, I was trying to find out what time you're done with school. He goes, All right, I got practice tomorrow, uh, but I might leave early. He's like, can't you take the day off for one day? <laughs> Did you hear that? You going to pay these bills, Antonio? Can't you take – Can't you, yeah, hey, hey, boss, check this out. Uh, it's my nephew's birthday. I know I'm 69 solo. Nobody else is here with me, so that means that we didn't have anybody else. So, uh, yeah, I got – but I uh, – my nephew's birthday. We're going to go out to dinner. I think it's even, it's even funny saying it. I, I I think that would go over super well. We should ask him. Yeah, right now. Yeah, let's just call uh, Mitch now. Hey, Mitch, can we end the show thirty so, minutes early? So happy birthday to my nephew. Uh, I know he's out there. They might even be listening to me on the way home. Uh, so shout out to him. And if you go to OPRF, say what's up. Show him a little love. Hey, I heard you. I heard your uncle on the radio. Uh, but he turned sixteen today. Damn, that's wild. I'm gonna say one more thing about that because it does make me a little emotional. I remember 2007 being in the hospital, holding him, and you know it was my first niece or nephew right so it's like i'm holding this kid and i made my sister who just had the baby i made her leave the room i was like you needed I need, a moment i was like i need you because well, i was with the baby i was holding the baby him antonio and i was like i need you to leave the room and so she had to do her little walking around you know you got to do that stuff every so often so her and my mom leave and i just remember bawling like crying holding my nephew and being like i'm gonna take care of you uh, <laughs> i was like i'm gonna be the one you're gonna be a great defensive lineman <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna get rich bitch that's gonna be crazy no i'm just playing uh so happy birthday to him uh but you know maybe he will be played for the maybe he'll be a max crosby type and make it to the nfl you never know um but the bears most certainly are going to be uh tasked with facing that guy and it's gonna be a good game on, on sunday should be a great one i got some audio for you guys that i want to play and some stuff from Coach Eberflus, as well as the coach of the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, who, wow. If you watch any of those Raider games, sometimes you might even be happy that you have Eberflus instead of guys like Josh McDaniels because that's some bad coaching going on over there. Bad decision-making, I should say. Um, but he's going to be tasked with uh, watching tape on, on Tyson Bajan. And so Eberflus talked about, you know, is there going to be a different offense if Tyson Bajan is under center? Because... You know, Bajan said it. Don't scale back the playbook for me. I'm ready for anything you might throw at me. The differences between Tyson and Justin as quarterbacks. If Tyson does play, does that allow you to do anything differently on offense? Well, you play to the strengths of the quarterback, right? So certainly it will look, some of it will look different. You know, it'll look different for sure just because of the, the person. You know, you always got to play to the strength of, of who's got the ball in their hands, at quarterback, and, and we're certainly going to do that. Yeah, and I think if you're looking at what Tyson Bajan does well, I think we all can see it. I just wonder what kind of a, like, right, you got to be thinking as a fan, like, what, what, what is a week practicing with the ones, game planning properly? Like, is that going to make a difference? We were talking earlier, uh, Robbie, Sean, and I about, you know, what if the, the number for turnovers was one and a half? You know, would you take the over confidently? Or would you, like, still be hesitant and think, like, okay, maybe he'll make some adjustments. Maybe he'll understand that pressure is going to come a little closer, so you got to put two hands on the ball, protect it a little bit better. Maybe, you know, this isn't Shepard College, and even though the offenses are similar, like Tyson Bajan said, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't take the shot downfield with a defender running at us because it might end up looking like a duck and, 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 and an interception at the same time. So those are things that I'm most certainly going to be uh, paying attention to. And 
Bajan obviously is going to have to be watching tape and figuring out, you know, what that pass rush of the of the Raiders is going to look like. It's Max, right? You know, he's the big guy that's uh, obviously has a lot of havoc to the uh, to the offense, and he's a all pro player and continues to play that way. You know, that's the big thing, right? So we got to have a plan for him. You know, their pressure pressure package is good too. But you got to have a plan. You know, we got to do a good job of executing that plan, not only during the week, but also, you know, tactically during the game. You know, that's an important part of, of uh, being having tactics. You know, so it's important we do that. But how do you coach Tyson to keep his fundamentals, keep follow the reads that you guys want him to follow, knowing that there's going to be a lot of backpedaling and scrambling going on? I would just say that we, you know, obviously operate the offense. You know, so whatever the rules are for that particular play, you know, if we're doing some different things for – their best pass rusher, you know, or we're getting the ball out quick. You know, we just got to operate the offense. And he most certainly is going to do it. And I was, I'll tell you this. Here's the one thing that I saw that really stood out, uh, that we, you know, the difference between Tyson Bajan and Justin Fields. Like, let's say if Justin Fields hits his check down, it's at, it's at the, like, way end of his progression where there could be a defender nearby, right? Whereas Tyson Bajan is like, doo, doo, doo. Here you go, Cole Komet on the run, my check down guy on the side. And the, and Cole Komet, you know, even though it's a three-yard pass check down, the defender is still some ways away. So Cole Komet still has the opportunity because it's so early in the play to create more yards or yak in that moment. And I think that's the one thing that I saw where Tyson Bajan checks down faster, which gives the check down more opportunity to get some. And we see that happen against the Bears constantly. We've seen Jimmy G do it. We've seen Hoyer do it. We've never seen Aiden O'Connell do it. Uh, but Josh McDaniels, head coach of the Raiders, uh, gave us an update on the three quarterbacks. Nothing yet. I mean, we're, you know, that'll be a medical thing as we go through the week here and just kind of see how he progresses. But nothing, nothing yet. Will he be able to practice today? Not today. He won't practice today. No. And um, you have, I mean, I'm sure you have, obviously, you have a game plan uh, for the quarterback. But, you, you know, Brian came off the bench, did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. He's already gotten a start as her. Yeah. Waited. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna, you know, both of them will get opportunities today. You know, like I said, it's hard to, you know, we'll 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 kind of see how today goes and then see what the prognosis is and see how practice goes, see how Jimmy's feeling. So, I think there's, you know, there's a few balls in the air right now that we're gonna have to sort through for sure. It's funny because most, you know, you sometimes fail to acknowledge that other teams are dealing with the exact same issue. Like, let's say if the Bears were three and three, right? Let's say they beat the Broncos and then they beat the the Packers at the beginning of the season. They'd be no different than the Raiders, right? They got Jimmy G, the quarterback that they feel like should be leading them, you know, in, in the present. You have a Wiley vet, a 38-year-old Hoyer, and then you got Aiden O'Connell, a young guy that you want to just kind of sort of see, like if you're not going to be in playoff contention, that's what Hoyer is there for. That's what Nathan Peterman is there for. In the event that, you know, the Bears are, you know, on the other side of that, 5-1, and one, and then, you know, Justin Fields does get hurt. You need someone to just kind of be a, a – a mainstay in that moment. And that's what Hoyer was. But Aiden O'Connell is like Tyson Bajan, right? Hey, hell, we might not make the playoffs. Let's just see what we have. And I think that's where they're at right now. And I can't put my finger. What's the, what's the line on this game? Is Raider, Raiders by three? Is that what it is? Raiders, Raiders minus three? Because then that's a six-point swing. And then it says a lot about, you know, where we're at right now with this game and how people feel. Because we heard Jason Fitz earlier from Yahoo Sports, huge Raiders fans, say, say Raiders minus three. Oh, my God. And it's at Chicago, so that's a six-point swing. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's heavier than I think. I think it should be like a one-point game. It was the same for Minnesota, though, too. They were uh, they, they were, were two and a half at some point. Back home. Right. But I understand a Minnesota. 
A Kirk Cousins still, a guy who's thrown for 4,000, 5,000 yards. Like, I get that. It's still Minnesota. Like, I get that. But if, but knowing that it more than likely is going to be either Hoyer or O'Connell, and you're still minus three, which is the six-point swing, why am I so disrespected? Like, if I'm on the team or something like that. I don't know. I try to think. I always, I'm, I'm, I'm big on scenarios, and I'm big on, like, trying to visualize how a team will win. And I think at home, the home, the crowd's going to be into it. That we know for certain. They're going to be behind Tyson Bajan. Is Deontay Foreman going to get more carries than 15 that he got over the weekend? Is Darnell Mooney going to get some more looks because he can create space on his quick routes? And maybe Tyson Bajan will look for him a little bit more. DJ Moore, you know, he, he, you got to give the guy praise, right? He's still your quarterback. He's going to be the guy that's going to be on the center throwing you the ball. But I'm always a, like I always look at the cut sheet, and we get to see how long these guys talk for. And when you when you see their answers hovering in the eight to twelve second range, you know they're not too enthusiastic about whatever's happening. Like no matter the topic, right? But if you got somebody that they're constantly in the like the twenty, I would even say like sixteen. Like if you can get to the sixteen to twenty six range on all your thoughts, then that, that means you got something to say. And uh, I will tell you that DJ Moore was not, was not doing that. But how do you feel if you're DJ Moore? You know you're going to get the ball. Like you, you, you probably just feel like you're in Carolina again. You probably just feel like you have a quarterback that should. You're probably texting him like, hey, bro, make sure I get 10 targets this weekend. Right? Who else are you going to throw the ball to? I'm so confused about this game. What do you guys do? you guys think? Is this like a Bears victory for you too? Sean Sears? I don't know, man. I mean, the Raiders didn't look that great against the Packers. They didn't look that great against the Patriots, but they won both those games. They've got decent players, but I mean, I well, like what you said. I don't think Josh McDaniels is a very good quarter or a very good head coach. Yeah, I don't either. And I think that you're right. The defense is going to be is good enough to keep you in the game. So it really boils down to like how effective Tyson Bajan can yeah, be. It's going to come down to the quarterbacks, depending on who's playing for the Raiders. You know, because it didn't sound like they were like gun ho. Like it's definitely Brian Hoyer playing right. either. No, not at all. They said they both get opportunities, right? Yeah. And I think I think. The other thing, too, and this is what uh, I, I told everybody the other day. I lost a bunch of money betting over completions for Kirk Cousins and, uh, and rushing yards for Kirk Cousins. It was mm-hmm. at two and a half. Okay. Two oh, wow, half. really? And he got one. That's. I hammered the two and a half. I would have done the he, same. He'd rushed for over two and a half yards in every single game but one. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, he might have one little scramble for a couple. Lost money on that. He's had over 30 completions in four or five of his games. And so. To have 22, I was like, but they knew something. And you know what it was? Time of possession. They're last in the NFL in time of possession. And the Bears, if they can't do one thing, it is milk a clock with their horrid offense that takes 17 plays, eight minutes, and results in three points. That was actually an actual drive for the Bears. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. 17 plays, 83 yards, damn near eight minutes, and they got three points out of it. But that's why you didn't get 22 completions. You know what I mean? So looking at this game, you're just like, can Tyson Bajan do the same thing? Can can he operate the offense well enough where you can march down the field consistently and, and take time off the clock? Because if it's a bunch of three and outs, or not even a bunch, if it's a handful of three and outs, huh. Well, and then I got sc- I'm getting scared, too, because I saw the injury report that, like, both, like, who is it? Uh, Darnell Wright and... Yeah, limited in practice today. Yeah, Darnell Wright I saw was hurt, and then there was someone else on the offensive line that was also limited, hurt, Limited, 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 limited. Limited. Not hurt. Well, not they, hurt. Did, they didn't... Per- I know... I don't think Wright participated in practice today. So, well, the, the I think it was the DMP. No, 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 no. I just looked at it. Literally just saw the email. From okay. Him. So he was limited then. Yeah. But even then, like those guys popping up an injury report, it doesn't necessarily mean 
at, like anything yeah. quite yet. It's early in no. the week, but like that's not great. No, that's no, not no. who you want to see. You know, you need your right tackle for this rookie quarterback. Your DMPs, Nate Davis. We saw the injury from right. him. He looked bad when Justin rolled up on his ankle. Justin Fields, DMP. I think Roshan was Roshan the other one, right? Johnson. Yeah, and Terrell Smith. So uh, but he, his was an illness. Yeah, he's got mono. He's going to be out for like three or four weeks. Does he really have mono? Yeah, his mono. I'm not making that up. He actually does. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Why is that funny? I don't know why it's funny. Because it's like something like, you why get. Why am I it, chuckling? Like because it's like said, something the cross country team gets in junior high. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. an NFL player dealing like, with it. It's like someone said pecker. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just chuckling over here. I don't know. All right. Uh, on the other side, we get to talk. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter. Tyson Bajan can play his ass off. He's still not going to be the quarterback of the Bears, starting quarterback of the Bears next year. They next, will it'll be Justin Fields <laughs> next year. <laughs> That's what you hope. Uh, but let's hear what an actual expert has to say. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Pete Futek is going to be joining us next. He's going to talk all about Caleb Williams. But more than that, some of the other quarterbacks that will be coming out this year in the draft. Pete Futek joins the show next right here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's Caleb Williams. He'll run it. Williams looking. Touchdown, Trojans. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Of course, Caleb Williams enjoying his California life right now. But will he enjoy a Illinois life? Hmm. That remains to be seen. We get to talk about that with our next guest joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the owner of college football news and my good friend uh pete futek what up man so you're done with justin fields it's over after all that after everything you're like you're just like you know what let's let's, let's kick him to the curb where this thing isn't working i think it's this pete and if you and i were in a room together i think you would you would you would listen to me but you wouldn't hear me and it'd be the fact that if you want to go deep in the playoffs in the nfl you want to win a super bowl you have to have a top 10 quarterback Justin Fields, regardless if you fix the coach, regardless if you fix the offensive line, regardless if you give him seven DJ Moores, he's just not going to be a top ten quarterback, and that's okay. Like if you're the fifteenth through twentieth, that's where you're. That's where he's living, and that's just not good enough if you want to win consistently in the NFL. Well, yeah, but has he had an offensive line? Has he had a receiving core? Has he had a coaching staff? Has he had a running back? Has he had anything? <laughs> There's a reason those kids had the number one pick in the draft last year. There's a reason they're going to have the number one pick this year. And it's not just because you have a bad quarterback. Cause you, the problem is you don't know. And I it, trust me, I get it. I, I, I'm with you on this. Uh, by the way, you can succeed with a mediocre quarterback. I still think Brock Purdy is mediocre. Uh, but but it, you have to have everything else. What, what's the real thing? You have to have the line. What, how did Philadelphia get there? Yes, all the talent. Jalen Hurts is great. They had the greatest pass rush in NFL history during the regular season until they played on a slippery field that negated their pass rush and cost them the Super Bowl. But you need the lines. You need an offensive front. 
the Bears haven't had that in for forever. Their defense is that. And yeah, you know, you don't it's it you don't have the coaches that have been able to maximize his skills or the receivers or running back or anything to help this guy out. Okay, hold on. So you're so telling you me know. you're telling me then you let's say you get the number 1 and number 2 pick in the draft, right? Via Carolina and such. So you're you're shoring up your offensive and defensive line with those two picks and still seeing and what you got with Justin Fields? Can I get Jalen Carter out of this deal oh, back dude, again after a few? You already and know dude, I've been that, saying that. Was that. So obvious. So that's obvious. So obvious. You don't. That's that's what I'm talking about here. You got a right tackle who's fine, you know, good, but you're passing on players. It's not just that. It's the overall infrastructure. It's Chase Claypool. It's everything about this franchise that, for some reason, I'm, but yeah, the problem is. It's here's the other thing that's going to start to happen really soon. Quarterback's going to be the new running back because they, there aren't that many jobs. Like, look who's coming out this year. You've got Drake May. You've got Michael Penix Jr. You have, obviously, Caleb Williams. You have Bo Nix. You have all – Shadur Sanders is starting to look more and more like a, a first-rounder. You have all these great court quarterback prospects. And how many open jobs are there, really? Yeah. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield's all right. You know, he's not great. Can you win a Super Bowl with him? Probably not. But look, Baker Mayfield's doing all right. You know, you're you you know you, maybe you'll hit on a CJ Stroud, but that's you know kind of a little bit of dumb luck here. So so I guess what I'm saying is you kind of don't know because you don't have everything else in place around this guy who does obviously have talent. But he also has an ability to throw an interception on a potential game-winning drive. So there are a lot of lot of issues here at once going on. We're talking to Pete Futek from College Football News here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. All right, so talk to me about then the Pete. Like, if Caleb Williams gets here, are you part of the contingent that says like, oh, the Bears are going to ruin him anyway? No, that's not right. You know, that's not quite fair or right. I mean, ruin him anyway in what way? I mean, it, it, all of a sudden franchises become good once they get better talent around them. Sometimes you need the right coach. Sometimes you just need the right fit. It, it's it's It takes so much more than just saying, oh, this guy turns out to be Patrick Mahomes. Well, they also have Andy Reid there. You know, you have to have the perfect marriage uh, to make this all sort of happen. So, uh, he's great. He's a great prospect. I am not, I, I'm a huge fan of his, obviously. I, I am not in this camp that's saying he's this all be all end all generational thing. I don't, I don't see him as Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of missing what everyone else is absolutely in love with. He's creative. He's really smart. He makes all these great plays and he's the best player on the field. He's also more, first of all, a little more mobile than Mahomes. He doesn't have that arm. You know, he just, that's, Mahomes is Mahomes. You can't say anybody's going to be that. And it's, it's sometimes these things where, look, Trevor Lawrence was our, was a perfect prospect coming out. He's been all right. He hasn't, you <laughs> know, true. they're good. That's true. He's been fine. It's, it's, it's been perfect. No, you know, no, I didn't think Joe Burrow was going to be that great. And, you know, he's been great. You know, sometimes these things just sort of kick it and, and if everyone knew what they were doing, Brock Purdy wouldn't have been the last pick in the draft. So, like, you just you don't know until you get these guys in the building and you see how they work. Uh, but the one thing that would concern me a little bit is, one, I want my NFL quarterback, my franchise quarterback, to figure out to stop playing college football already. 
Like when you've got a quarter billion dollars, be smart enough to realize you got a Shut quarter down billion early. dollars. Just you know, all this stuff, by the way, with the college football realignment world, uh, Justin Herbert is going to make more money this year than like all the Mountain West teams combined oh, off of their media deals. And if you were to say, if you were to say, give the Jalen Hurts a $255 million deal across the board, the Pac-12, there would still be a Pac-12. I mean, they're making so much money. Like, what are you doing staying in college risking this for a second longer than you have to if you're a Drake May or a Caleb Williams or any of these guys? Eventually, this is going to turn. But yeah. I dig it. No, 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 because I think you're, you're, you're really bringing up a good point. I mean, because ultimately we're going to see a little bit of that in the next coming weeks, I think. You know, if somebody gets a little Nick Thumb or something like that, they're most certainly going to be sitting out for some time. We're talking to Jackson people. Smith, Jackson Smith, the Jigba-itis is what you're saying yeah. here? Yeah, like yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, it's a smart thing to do, to your point. Um, but I do want to point out something to people that are listening because we got people calling in right now based off everything you're saying, Pete. And I want to be very clear. Pete Futek is a USC fan. Pete Fizek does like. I am not a USC <laughs> fan. I was a fan last year that said that they were going to go to the college football playoff. I'm not a Trojan fan. I just said last year that they were going yeah. to be really, really good. Well, that's the so thing because you and I were doing our show together last year. Yes, our college football show. So that's where Pete and I were able to really build a relationship. And then I was able to pick his brain week in and week out. And what I was telling people, you know, everyone that's been talking about Caleb Williams, and I, I've been the same way. Where I'm like, he's good. But I'm not. I didn't see anything last year that made me say like, "Oh my God!" I just watched the next coming of Jesus in football form. Like I, I've never felt that way. And you and I had many a discussions about Drake May and, and Caleb Williams last year. Like, what do you think it is? Because I know you just said like you don't know what's going on. But like, if you were to say like what other people are just clamoring over, like what is it? Because you and I talked a ton last year, and not once were we like, "Oh, this is the surefire, clear cut number one quarterback next year that's going to be drafted." Absolute random dumb luck. I don't care how anybody wants it. Uh, the absolute biggest bull spit industry is the whole NFL draft guy. They don't look. We can all say, "Oh, I know this." I know. Look at the draft of quarterbacks from what was it two, three, three years ago. How's Max Jones doing right now? How's Trey Lance doing right about Zach now? Zach Wilson. You know, <laughs> Zach Wilson. How is he holding up as that number two? And that was draft? one of the greatest quarterback classes to ever. <laughs> it, it, actually, I, I loved Trey Lance coming out. I, but he's been, he got hurt. So that there's bad, I mean, it's again, random dumb luck because Trey Lance was hurt and he was going to need some time to progress. And he was just never healthy. And then obviously Brock Purdy kicked it in and it just didn't work out from there. Uh, Mac Jones, for whatever reason, speaking of which, Bill Belichick might be the greatest coach of all time. That guy is not surrounded with anything. That guy has no receivers. That offense is trash. I mean, like, it just depends on what situation you're in. And then look at this draft. Is Bryce Young a bust? Heck no. He's just getting started. They're still trying to build up. They're a bad team. It's trying to get there. Right now, would they have taken C.J. Stroud over B.J. over Bryce Young? Eh, I don't know, but Certainly, C.J. Stroud's looking like he's the next big superstar. So, again, you know, if, if everyone if everyone was so brilliant to know that Patrick Mahomes was going to be that, he wouldn't have gone where he did. So, like, it just – sometimes he just doesn't quite work. Like, all the scouts – you think until you get a guy into that situation, some guys just turn into – because, again, you got to marry the right player with the right system and the right moment, and it's got to all kind of work from there. It's not – 
easy. Yeah, and I think that most people, most teams feel like they can build around someone. But to your point from the beginning, Pete, it's like you got to have stuff around you. You see, you see the success of the San Francisco 49ers, right? Trading up to get Trey Lance, moving on from him, letting Purdy, you know, do his thing in that offense with talent around him, and then they could still perform at a high level. But it's it's getting that roster to that high level that's the issue for and most it's teams. The system. It's the that that system is fantastic. And then they get Christian McCaffrey, who makes it a whole lot easier. And then they what they do for years and years and years, who did they draft early? Bosa. Who did they keep going after? Killer linebackers. Who did they keep going after? More and more defensive talent. And what all of a sudden, you've got a Fred Warner. You've got all these killers up front. And you invested in your left tackle. And you invested in the infrastructure. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you do have three or four pretty good receivers. I'm still not sold that Debo is great, but you've got and you've got a coach who can do this. So again, it's got to be a perfect overall system to fit, and you've got to have to ever. It's it's not easy. It's so so hard to do this. It's not just about one quarterback. We're talking to Pete Futek, college football news here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. All right, so let's 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 live in the fic- fictional world where the, the Bears don't get the number one pick. They're sitting yeah. at two and four or something like that. Like talk to talk to Chicago fans about, you know, other high quality quarterbacks that you still see, you know, you know, talent and 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 the ability to operate an NFL offense. Who are those people for you? Yeah, it's a, it, you can kind of tell the guy it's the guys who have been around for forever. And again, you sometimes these guys after, you know, lots and lots of years in various systems can just kind of step in and fit. You know, so again, you know, everyone's going to be talking about Caleb Williams and Drake May is going to wow everybody. Uh, but Michael Penix Jr., again, he's been around for six years. And if you saw that Oregon game, that second to last throw that Amazing. that guy put, that is a grown ass man throw, man. That, that was a, that, that was just a, just a laser beam shot into cover, coverage under pressure in a key situation. That's one of those things, but, that, but that's also scheme. That's also the Washington scheme that lets him be able to do that. But you got to be able to make that throw. You can't just teach a guy to be able to see that and be able to make that throw. Uh, again, Bo Nix is starting to become a, the type of baller who's going to be an NFL quarterback. Shadur Sanders has risen up into this mix where bad throw against Stanford aside, he's got, you know, you don't just come out there and start in Colorado and throw for a gajillion yards and not have some basic skills, but it just comes down to just how much can you process? How fast does it all slow down for you? And it's, it's, it's a hard gig. It's that's why these guys are getting paid a quarter of a billion dollars. It's, it's a hard gig to have. And then after all of that, remember where Jalen hurts was drafted, you know, he was taking. They already had Carson Wentz at the time, who was supposedly the franchise quarterback. I remember seeing uh, at the national championship, seeing Jalen Hurts and thinking, "No way, this guy's a safety. He's throwing. He's, he's either throwing worm burners or he's throwing them into the next row. He gets replaced for Tua. Tua lights up. Like there we go. That's that's an NFL looking quarterback. And thinking, no way, Jalen Hurts." is a quarterback at the next level. And what does he do? He goes to Oklahoma, turns great. Everyone loves him because he's, he's you know, just a perfect leader and he's got all the smarts and stuff. He just didn't have the arm. He didn't have the tools. And all of a sudden, there you go. He's his fourth year in the mix, and that guy was winging around. He gets to Philadelphia, and he becomes an MVP caliber player. It's just, it's just a hard, hard thing to figure out. That's why, you don't, that's why you're so inundated with it. 
And that's why you just love your mock drafts, don't you? Seven-round mock drafts on College Football News. That's the best place to check it Eventually, out. Eventually, yes. Yeah. So, I think it's seven-round. But it's, it's really trying to fit the best fit for the best team. But, but really, it's, that's the whole thing about the draft is that you just kind of have to keep, keep firing at it and then hope for the best because there's nothing more valuable in all sports than a good – quarterback on a rookie contract so that's, so, so that's, Pete, talk to me though about like then i mean because obviously you know ultimately what you're saying is the draft these players everything's a crapshoot but there has to be like one sort of attribute that you can look to that maybe that might not be the one defining one that you could say this is what makes a good player but but certainly something that maybe even you look at or look for i should say in some players when you're trying to evaluate them and, and figure out who really is good and who isn't all right it's, 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 let me take this a little, a little twist it's when they're drafted. It's really when the, the generalized mindset of where these guys go. Because if you look at the history, because uh, look, yeah, Aaron Donald wasn't dumb luck, but certainly if he was Aaron Donald, he would have been number one pick overall, obviously. Again, Patrick Mahomes, if he was that, if everyone knew he was that, he'd have been taken and Mitchell Trubisky wouldn't. So like you just, it's, it's kind of just, do you have those picks early? Because if you look at the history of the NFL draft, all you can reasonably ask for is out of a general manager when they're making a pick is did this guy, was he a meaningful starter for you for three years? Because if he's good for a few years and then goes rock somewhere else, that, that doesn't help you. That's, that's a bad pick. You want a guy who can play for you and be a meaningful, productive starter. And that's hard to whiff on in the first round. If you again looking at the history, first rounders, outside of maybe quarterbacks and strange enough receiver, uh, it's kind of hard to whiff on that in the first round. You're going to find a meaningful starter. Second round, it falls off a little, but you're still going to find a meaningful starter. And then it drops off the map in the third round, and you might as well just be doing something else with your life after the fourth, because then you're just guessing. And anybody who says they know what they're doing, like, oh, the Cleveland Browns always get all pros. Well, that's that's just dumb luck. If you're again, if the, if Ray Lewis, everyone knew Ray Lewis was going to be that, he'd have been the first pick. So it's sometimes you just kind of have to find a guy who seems like he fits the system, fits what you want to do, and just keep it keep keep taking lots and lots of bites at the apple. So later rounds, you want lots and lots of fourth round, fifth round, sixth round picks, knowing that none of them are going to work out except for one or two of them but you want the first and second rounds if you can get them. And if you can save your money and get sure things in the free agent market, all the better. I think the Bears have two firsts, a second, a third, two fourths, and a fifth this year. So they'll be throwing some darts at the uh, back end of that draft. Pete, uh, I got to ask you, man, how's, how's your daughter doing? I know she's out there as teching it. Uh, how's she doing on the West Coast? Everything good? Uh, yeah, she, well, she had surf class today. So, oh. like, exactly. Top-notch credits so, that you're paying for out there. I, exactly. Hey, someone's got to do it. It might as well be someone I love. So, uh, That's fair. So everyone, everyone is doing all right. It's a shame that we're, it's basically costing millions of dollars that uh, they're not having our show this year. Because America, yes. you know, we, we would have paid – we would, have, we would have paid millions and millions of dollars to people on, on this. And it's just, I think they were afraid of us. I think Vegas shut it down. That, because that they makes realized sense. We were, winning too, we were winning people too much money. We were getting too close yeah. is the problem. We were, we were right on the cusp of greatness, and they figured it out. And like, no, nope, we, can't, we can't have that. Well, people can still check out your content. Why don't you tell everybody where they can uh, subscribe and, and check you out? Uh, check it out just collegefootballnews.com. That's, uh, that's where we roll. See? 
He's a real owner. He don't even care. He's like, bro, my 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 paychecks are so fat. He's like, I just pay for college and buy Taylor Swift tickets and then hang out with Gabe every now and again. Pete, love. exactly. Someone's got to do it. Hey, yeah, somebody does. Love having you on, man. Look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Okay. Pete Futek, College Football News. Make sure you check him out on Twitter at Pete Futek. Funny guy, man, but super knowledgeable. But before we go to break, I want to talk to Aaron. Aaron, I was gonna, Aaron, I was gonna put you on the phone with Pete, uh, but I didn't want to derail the conversation because I need to get there. But I'm curious uh, as as your thoughts, Aaron, from Dwight. Uh, why did Why did you think Pete wasn't necessarily on point with his takes? Yeah, um, you know Justin Fields. He's been he's been the Bears quarterback for about three years now, and. The big thing that we've seen with Justin Fields is he can't make the anticipatory throws. Um, I mean, you even see in the Commanders game, he had a very good game against Washington, but, you know, he was still a half second late on a lot of those throws. And, you know, it seems like every game he just can't make that anticipatory throw to the right receiver and there's guys open, you know, and Pete was saying Justin's had weapons, you know, or hasn't had weapons, hasn't had an offensive line, which – yeah, some of that's true, you know, but overall, you know, it's it's up to Justin to make the plays. Yeah, Aaron, you know? I mean, I said it I said it also to Pete. I was like, even if he did have the offensive line, even if he did have the weapons, if he did have the coaching, I personally still don't think that uh that um Justin Fields would be a top 10 quarterback and I think that's what a lot of people are coming to the realization of, you know. It's listen, we're we're Bears fans. We we support whoever puts on that jersey. And we want nothing but the best for them. Literally from the moment they are drafted or signed until the day they leave, most of us still think, like, some of us still love Mitchell Trubisky, bro. Like, love him. Love him. Like, follow him on Twitter, commenting on his pictures, heart emojis and all that stuff like that. Like, people are still in on a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, but that's what you do. But I think, you know, it's okay to do that. It's okay to be out on someone. Sorry, it doesn't mean they suck. It doesn't mean you, you're throwing them to the trash. You don't want them to make money. It's just... You just you, you can proactively want something better for your team, especially if it comes in the form of listen. You you, you don't have many options, many opportunities to draft first. And how do you get a franchise quarterback? You're drafting first. And so you know Bears for the first time in damn near what 50, 60 years they had the first pick in the draft. And so now they get the opportunity in back to back seasons. And you're going to tell me in neither one of those drafts they're going to draft a quarterback? Come on, it's just foolish. It's foolish. All right, going to take a break. Um, I think we're going to do a little Twitter time. Oh, yeah? I mean, we got Robbie here for the first time. He's never done Twitter time. If we're going to put sure. him through the ringer, let's, let's, let's make him do Twitter time. Okay. All right, Twitter time, a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of sports. What does that sound like? You'll find out next. Twitter time right here on 670 The Score. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only know, want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. It is Twitter time, and this is my segment where I selfishly get to talk about pop culture, and I get to blend in some sports as well, all right? So everything you missed. You ain't got time. You've been at work all day. You don't got time for this. All right, Robbie, you ready, bro? I'm excited. I don't know what to to expect here. (laughs) All right. First up. Chirp, chirp. This from the Chicago Bulls on Twitter says, Roster update, we have waived Derek Favors and Khalil Whitney. I don't know if you know this, but the Bulls two days ago just signed those guys. They did. all the comments are so hilarious. Everybody's like, 
Oh, and I always remember all the good memories and stuff like that. Yeah. I was excited about Derek Favors. I actually was excited about him. I'm an Arizona fan. So when he came out of college, I thought he was going to be good. And then Khalil uh, Whitney, the worst part about that is, you know, he's from Chicago, the Chicagoland area. And, and there were a lot of people that I knew that were like, yo, I used to hoop with him. He was so good. Yo, I hope you got here killing it. And then two years later, two days later, you get cut. It's like, ah. Oh, Yikes. Bulls going to bulls. So that's what we certainly know. Chirp, uh, chirp. Uh, this from Hugh Jazz News on Twitter. Wait, wait, wait. Say that what? slowly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I, had, I had to say it slowly, Yo. though. All right. uh, the Tennessee Titans have traded star Den- Derrick Henry to the Kansas City Chiefs for Kadarius Tony and two second round picks. See? See what he did there? Mm. See what he did there? You see what he did there? Who? Huge Jazz News. From Salt Lake? Because mm. big Jazz News <laughs> is big. You know what I mean? No, of course they didn't do that. They would love that. I traded away Isaiah Pacheco last week, so to me, that would have been great news. That would happen. You think Derrick Henry's going to uh, get traded before the deadline or no? No. No? I don't think so. Oh, I think they're going to move on from him. Tajay Spears, most certainly, somebody they want to Tajay Spears looks good, but yeah. I still don't I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, Derrick Henry, somebody's going to want him to get it for like something cheap or something. Maybe the Chicago Bears. No, certainly don't want a guy like that. Next up. Chirp, uh, chirp. This is from ESPNW, four-letter plus W. says, she's a problem. Who said that? Fat Joe. Fat Joe is doing halftime uh, for the WNBA Finals. He said he's impressed with A.J. Wilson, but the fact of the matter is, Fat Joe knows a lot about basketball. Does he really? Yeah. Fat Joe is entrenched in New York basketball, playing at the Rucker. He used to have a team out there. Kobe was going to go up against him. That's like his, fa- his famous song, Lean Back, or one of his favorite songs, Lean Back. And he says, like, I don't, I don't even want to talk about the Rucker. Didn't he have to show up to win a championship? Blah, blah, blah. Essentially, he, his team didn't even have to play because he'd been doing it every single year, finally put together a good squad. So he knows basketball well. Of course, New York Liberty um, uh, from his his, his, his home city. Uh, but Fat Joe, how did that even happen? Did they reach out to him? Did he reach out to Yeah, that's Did he strange, reach out to right? them? It's just, just weird. I wouldn't have expected that. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, this from Legion of Hoops. Jordan Poole balling after, you know, getting traded away from the Golden State Warriors. 41 points. Six of 12 three-pointers made on 10 for 19 shooting. I mean, he's going to get buckets. The issue is, how's he going to do that with Kyle Kuzma there? Kyle Kuzma's going to be shooting a bunch there. Did you see, see Kyle Kuzma's hair today? Uh, trust me. I, anytime I see Kyle Kuzma, I try not to open up any article sure, that has sure. to do with him. Uh, this is from Herb Howard, 411, my guy Herb. He said, new Bears starting quarterback Tyson Bajan said he told the coaches not to scale back the play calls when he came into the game against the Vikings. And he told them he was comfortable with everything on the play sheet. That's got to feel good uh, for a coach, but I hope they... Still dumbed it down. I hope they didn't sure, the sure. whole thing. Uh, this from Emily Gian Greco. This is a selfish tweet uh, that I'm reading because I drafted Najee Harris in both my leagues thinking, I don't know, I just thought he was going to be good this year. Uh, he said, Najee Harris said during the bye week, he and Mason Cole stayed an extra day to look over film and find out what changes needed to be made to the offense. And he also took some uh, took the opportunity to suggest some plays. So maybe Najee Harris is ready to turn the corner. Uh, for me and all other fantasy football owners alike, uh, I hope that is the case. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this from the Chicago White Sox. Sean, I know you love this. Beware of La Pantera. Luis Robert Jr. has been named a Gold Glove Award finalist. As I am happy for him. That He's well-deserved, man. He should win it. As he should. All right, last one, ladies and gentlemen. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this from KDSHIF on Twitter. She said, unpopular opinion, Halloween Town is better than Hocus Pocus. Do you guys agree with that? Ooh, Halloween Town better than Hocus Pocus. I've never seen either one of them all the way through. So so there's like five Halloween Towns, though. Oh, is that right? It's a Disney Channel original movie. Ah. 
showing your age here. Sean. Yeah, right. Thirty. No, Hocus Pocus. That's it. Hocus yeah, Pocus. I my wife. Like, yeah. My wife has that on repeat with the kids at the house, and I just, I, I just pull out my phone and start watching. See, this, there's a second one though. That one's bad. You got an okay. original one. I want to thank for life. my guests for today: Corey Wooten, Jason Fitz, and of course Pete Butek for hanging out with us. Got to thank the dynamic duo producing today, Sean Sears. Much appreciated. And, of course, Robbie Triano. Thanks for stepping in. Uh, What else? Next time you'll hear me, mañana, 6 o'clock, leading you into Thursday Night Football. Make sure you guys are here for that as well. All right? Mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima, that means until next time. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.